Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that boys and girls are different. Just saying that uh, is is almost laughable, that when you put boys and girls into a room together, it doesn't take long to realize we act and interact differently. The same is true with raising them. I'm a father of a couple daughters, and I have a son, and when I, I can still remember holding them for the very first time. With my son, there was this uh, immediate desire to pour into him and help build him up to be a better man than I am. And that, that's my goal. With my daughters, it's different. With my daughters, when I look at them, the first thing I think of is I want to protect them. I want to provide for them. I want to uh, be on the lookout for them. Uh, every little boy who looks at them, that little jerk I'm giving dirty eyes you know, back to. But I know at some point, I know at some point they're going to leave my house and they're going to move on. They're going to take a different last name. And so I have this uh, passion in my heart to pour into them, to protect them, but to lead them to Jesus in such a way that they look for a man in their life that leads them to Jesus. The tension is we don't grow, we're not growing up or living in a society that all is thinking that same way. And so there can be a tension with our girls of the way they see themselves, the way men see them, the way they interact with them. And if you look at men in the Bible, God is teaching us a lot through them and especially through the life of Jesus Christ of how we are to act and treat and respect the women in our life. On today's podcast, I get the opportunity to talk with Jeff Voth of cavetime.org. Jeff is an, an author. He's, he's doing a t- pastor. He's doing a ton of stuff. Uh, but he just recently wrote a book called Defending the Feminine Heart. And as of today, October 10th, the day this podcast is being uh, posted, that book is available on iTunes. I would highly encourage you to go to iTunes and purchase it. If you need to ask your wife uh, if you can purchase a book, let her know. It's called Defending the Feminine Heart. I think you will be greatly blessed by what Jeff has to say. It's also cool that Jeff's wife, Lori, also writes portions in the book, kind of giving her insight as well. Uh, Again, kind of validating what he's saying as a man. And his heart is to kindle within men this fire inside of each and every one of us to be the man that God has called them to be. And man, that's what we hope to do with uh, the pursuit of manliness as well. And so it's great to kind of uh, get connected with him and just hear his heart. So guys, uh, I want to thank you for listening to this. And I I know you'll be blessed by what he says. Let's now welcome Jeff Voth to the podcast. All right, this time I want to welcome Jeff Voth to the show. Jeff, thanks for being on the podcast. Absolutely, man. It is an honor to be with you and your... uh... Did you say billions of listeners? I mean, that's why yeah. I, uh, that's what I, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal, <laughs> right? So, uh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Jeff, uh, man, I, from a distance, I, I greatly respect what you do and the ministry you're part of. For our, our listeners, uh, would, would you just kind of explain who you are and kind of what you do and what, what lights your fire every day? Absolutely. Well, my name is Jeff Voth. I, uh, really, it's interesting. I have, I have three hats, but I have the same mission that God's got me on the planet for, and uh, one hat is, uh, you know, I'm a, a university professor, the next hat, I am a pastor of a local church, and uh, the next hat is I'm um, the Cave Time founder and president, but all of those are connected by the fact that God has called me to kindle fire in men's hearts, and so I think in heaven, you know, on the rolls up there, you know, our names are something that, that our parents give us on a birth certificate, but I'm Kindler of Fire. And uh, anywhere I can go, anybody I can, you know, rub shoulders with, I love to kindle fire in their hearts for Jesus. Uh, so that's what I do. That's what takes up my time. That's what keeps me awake in the day and helps me sleep deep at night. 
Amen. I love that. And you're also an author, by the way. So, uh, um. I am. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, in that cave time, uh, the cave time hat that I wear, I do, I write books and, and, uh, um, it's been cool to, you know, when you write something that God uses, uh, you know, primarily I've had a, a vision for, you know, guys in the U S but now it's taken us to Ireland and, and, uh, this next year, South Africa and, we're going to do some stuff in Athens, Greece, and, and uh, yeah, so to think that a book would avail you the opportunity to have a message like that across the ocean is a pretty cool deal. Amen. Well, your, your latest book, Defending uh, the Feminine Heart, A Masculine Wall for God's Daughters, which, by the way, is available today, October 10th on Amazon. You write about the first time you found out uh, you're going to be a dad of a daughter and how your mind just simply couldn't compute the concept. Uh, can you say that you felt this overwhelming need to protect her. Could you kind of unpack that moment for us a little bit? Absolutely. Well, you know, I was, uh, I had, you know, let the Lord know after I'd had a son uh, and my wife was, was pregnant with our second child. Uh, I really went through this in my mind. And I talk about it in the book that I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm thinking I need another son <laughs> and let the Lord know that because I'm not, you know, I'm just not sure what you would do with a girl. Yeah. say that that hinders us from really understanding this feminine heart is kind of these knucklehead ideas uh, about women that you can trace back to uh, the Genesis Adam, for that matter. You say that, in fact, unless we're able to renew our minds, we're we're destined to imitate Adam's destructive pattern. What do you mean by that? Repeat this destructive pattern. Could you unpack that for guys who maybe don't quite understand that, that Genesis Adam, the effect it has on us today? Well, I think, uh, you know, our objectification of women or, you know, abuse of them or manipulation of them, you know, is tied back to our our original father, Adam, and uh, to trade this past to every one of us. And that is just not standing for women. It's, uh, it's you know, like I talked about in the book, it's, it's using them, objectifying them. You know, these guys that, that abuse women and that objectify them through porn or you know, what, whatever else, uh, it starts with, with lust and it starts with a, a misunderstanding of women. And uh, that's passed on to every one of us. Every man listening to me today somehow had passed on to him, you know, the fact that we, we don't really know how to treat women. 
And so we need, we need to be redeemed by the second Adam, Jesus, who would come and uh, provide for us a total new manhood. And so that's what we talk about in the book, that, that Jesus can come, and since he was the man, capital T, he was the man uh, in every area of his existence, he can redeem us, and we can all not only be helped, but we can be changed in the way that we relate to and deal with women. You know, I love the emphasis on uh, the man, Jesus. Do you, do you think that hinders guys for understanding, you know, they see Christianity in real manhood, and there's something about Jesus, like flannel graph Jesus, that they just can't get their mind past. Um, they don't fully understand the what kind of man he was. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I use, I actually, uh, in the book, use three, three particular interactions that he had. You know, the first one is with the woman at the well. John chapter 4, the woman at the well. I'm convinced, I've I've taken a little heat for this, but I'm just, I'm I'm like, just think about this. I'm convinced that that woman thought he was hitting on her. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm convinced that she thought he was trolling because I think she was. She'd been with numerous men, and there's Jesus at the well. You know, it was predominantly women who went to the well and collected the water. And there he was asking her for a drink. Right, and you know he kind of he kind of asks her, you know, what's her situation, and she lets him know that she's not, you know, she's not not with anybody, you know, and sure. then and then, you know, he he's not trolling for her body, and he's trolling for her soul, and she'd never had a man treat her like that, right? And so Jesus can redeem that in us. We don't have to be trolling out there, physically or on the internet. We can be redeemed. And we can care about women's souls. And that's the first interaction that stood out to me. The second interaction is how about the woman caught in adultery? Now just think about this, if you would. Here's, here's a woman that's caught in the act of adultery. We never even hear about the man. So she's caught in adultery, brought up. So somebody had to be listening, which I think is just perverted. They were listening or watching through a window, peeping. And, uh, you know, she gets brought up on charges. And I love what Jesus does. He stands when they say, "What, teacher, what's, what should we do? What should we do with her? Shouldn't she be stoned? And he steps between, I can just see this. He steps between the woman and her accusers. And it's like, if you want a piece of her, you're going to have to go through me. Right. And so in very manly fashion, he steps between her and her accusers. And then he does something brilliant. He bends down into the dirt. So he he steps between her and her accusers and takes the attention off of her embarrassing situation onto himself and he starts to write, I'm convinced, their dirt in the dirt. Yeah. And one by one they leave. And so the only one truly who had any any uh, position to, you know, really enact punishment upon her and stone her for her sin said, Where are your accusers? And she just said, you know, that they're not here. And then he lets her go, and he says, go, go sin no more. You're, and I, I think what he tells her is, honey, you're, you're better than this. Right. You're worth more than this. You're amazing. He, he protects her and then redeems her. I love that. And so in the book, Defending the Feminine Heart, we try to show guys how to understand how to touch women in healthy fashion. You know, how to cover them in a healthy fashion how to care about their souls and be healthy in our interaction with them. And so 
Um, yeah, and I, I could go on and on and on, but we, we, we've got to help guys see Jesus was the man and knew how to treat women. Amen. I, I, I believe that. The more you understand Jesus, the more you're going to understand how God's wired you and created you. And uh, that's good. And when you're talking about trolling, you're using the analogy of fishing, correct? Yeah, well, a double entendre. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when people are trolling, uh, it, you know, I mean, you troll, troll on the internet, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And I'm a fisherman, so yes, it does mean trolling. And that's, that's really where it comes from. You're trolling. You're out there putting bait out there, and it's a, it's a fishing term. And uh, so Jesus, you know, Jesus was trolling for her soul, not her body. Right. You know, in one of your chapters, uh, you use some staggering statistics from David Balkenhorn about uh, fatherless America. Uh, not just the loss of fathers, but also the erosion of the ideal of fatherhood. And it's clear, it's clear Satan is using the loss of fatherhood to destroy our homes. You get the opportunity to talk to a lot of men and uh, see redemptive stories. And, and that's what, you know, there's a movement of trying to equip men to be the men God's wired them to be. What, what do you believe the epidemic is? What's the answer to this, to, to get men to understand uh, Satan hates you and he wants to destroy your home? And, um, man, and what it does to so many, there's a ripple effect. What, what's, the, what's the answer to this? Yeah, the answer is what you're doing. The answer is what I'm doing. There is a groundswell of, of, and it's not, I loved Promise Keepers. Coach McCartney was, my, my youngest son, Cody, we, is Cody McCartney both, named after Bill McCartney. Love, wow. love, love what Promise Keepers did at huge stadiums. But we're seeing a groundswell of, you know, ministry, real ministry with real guys, groups of five, ten, maybe a hundred. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not these huge stadiums. That would be great if God wants it to culminate in some stuff like that. But I'm seeing all across the country guys who when we really share with them, look, this is a battle. There are giants to be slain. Right? We talk about that in cave time. I love how David, one guy stepped up, he slew a giant, uh, and all those guys came from behind the rocks they were hiding. That's, that's, that's what I, I believe my life, your life, and guys, the groundswell all over the country they're responding to some men who are saying, look, and God has put it on you to uh, have, we call the five stones of cave time. So the double entendre I'm going to use here is intended. We, we tell guys, we want, we want you to learn how to, to use your stones. Hmm. The five in cave time we're going to teach and the ones God gave you as a man. That's right. Because as a man, God has called you to stand. And we look different. We all, you know, we like different stuff. But when God redeems our masculinity... Uh, the people in our you know, spheres of influence are safe. Cultures begin to thrive. You know, in, in the book, my first book, Case Time, I talk about an author named David Gilmore. He wrote a book called Manhood in the Making. And it's not a Christian book. He is an anthropologist, and he does this study, and it's a really compelling study. And he said, as men go, so does culture go. You know, when, mm-hmm. men, when men provide and protect cultures, thrive. When we lose what it is to be a man, when we lose the mooring and tethering in a healthy masculinity, we lose cultures. And we lose them, you can just look at cultures throughout history. When they lose a tethering in what it is to be a man, those cultures implode. And so, uh, that's a pretty long answer for what you asked, but guys, (laughs) we just need to let them know we are 
we are here to help you be a real man. Uh, and Jesus is the supreme example. Uh, there are people throughout his story from Genesis to Revelation who uh, also personified that example, and we want to point you towards that. Amen. I love it. You know, one one of you hit on something that really leads to this next thought is uh, there's people under our watch, under our care, and, and we need to be men who are protecting our camp. One of the true um, testaments of, of what kind of biblical manhood I have in my life would be my wife and would be my wife and children because they, they live under, you know, my spiritual leadership, hopefully. And when I look, when I, one of the things I really liked about your book is that your wife shares her perspective. It's one thing for you and I to sit at a restaurant and let's talk marriage. It's another thing to sit at a restaurant and talk marriage with the spouses sitting right there. Um, and, and, and I think that's a really wise, powerful thing you did there. Why, why did you two decide to collaborate in this fashion? Because we believe what you just said right there. Uh, the scripture says the glory, the glory of a man is, is his wife. And if I, you know, if I'm sitting here spouting all this stuff and you were to meet my wife and she's beaten down and she's haggardly and she's, you know, has no confidence, uh, why, why would you want to hear anything I had to say? Uh, now, there's a time 20 years ago that you would have uh, looked at my wife and probably, now you could look, she's always been beautiful, but she is... Uh, regal and glorious and speaks life and strong and grace-filled, why wouldn't you want to hear from her? That that would do nothing but, you know, prove my case. And she's a phony punches in the book. She tells the truth. I mean, I, I I wasn't always a defender of the feminine heart. And every once in a while, if I try to, you know, even flirt with the way I used to be, she'll let me know real quick. <laughs> that remember that book you wrote, um, and that's that's part of the role that God has her, you know, to speak truth in my life. Um, and so it's really it's really powerful the vignettes that she writes, and I'm, she's a she's a great writer. And my hope is at some point I'd like to hear her, uh, you know, have her write a book called Defending the Masculine Heart. Uh, but I I believe this that when we when we stand strong. Our women are strong, and they can do everything God's called them to be. Um, then they blossom, right? And so we call it, and we talk about in cave time this beautiful wall that God's called the men to be a wall. But when the men, when the women uh, are everything He's called them to be, they make the wall beautiful. Amen. Uh, we were in Ireland, and uh, you know you can't help but go two blocks, and there's another castle in Ireland. And we were having some cave time events in Ireland last summer. And we saw this wall, this castle wall. It was amazing. Beautiful, ancient, stout, you know, worn the test of time. And there were these purple flowers growing out of the wall. And I'm like, that's it. That's what we're supposed to be in culture. Man and a woman come together, being what God's called them to be. They're a beautiful wall. And my wife certainly is the beauty in the wall. Amen. And, and every wife, every man's wife would want her husband to say that about them. And so I, I appreciate you guys doing that and, and leading by example in that, in that fashion. So, um, Jeff, outside of your books, of course, uh, one of the questions we ask every guy uh, on this podcast is, is there a book or two that you've read recently or, or man, has really grabbed you that you would say, man, if you're a guy outside of Jeff's books uh, that we want to get your hands on, what, what would they be? What would you recommend? Yeah, two books. 
I would uh, first recommend um, Wild at Heart. Uh, John Eldridge's Wild mm-hmm. at Heart was the book I read. I think it's been out. Man, it's got to be close to 20 years. Um, John so graciously spoke words uh, in behalf of my new book, which was very, very humbling to have the, you know, the papa of this genre of literature <laughs> um, to speak words over my book. Uh, got to meet him uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, our middle sons have become friends, and and uh, just through a very cool, surreal uh, happening, we got to go to their boot camp and meet John, and, and uh, you know, I was able to tell him thanks. So that book, Wild at Heart, uh, really gave me permission to write the kind of books that I write, and I think reestablished the genre of healthy men's books. Uh, but then, equally as important, I think, uh, are Cliff Graham's books. I don't know if you have met or heard of Cliff Graham, but the Lion of War series yeah. are are absolutely brilliant. Cliff's a close personal friend, just spoke at our event, and he knows I love Day of War, his first book. And equally, so if I get if I only get two, so John Eldridge, but two of Cliff's books. Hey, you can say as many as you want. Right? <laughs> okay. Day of War and then Shadow of the Mountain is his Joshua and Caleb book. Dude, you, all, all your guys need to read those three books. Okay. Uh, Wild at Heart and then those two of Cliff's are just brilliant and manly, but meek and, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, for them to read those, their lives would, uh, I believe, be forever changed. Yeah, there's some guys, it's just hard to get them to read, but guys that are reading, man, you just want to fuel their fire. Just keep putting, as you say, kindle the fire. Dude, those, yeah. yeah, Cliff's books, yeah, tell them. <laughs> Cliff, so, so uh, he told me, he just agreed to help me. I've written a piece of fiction that's actually in the can, and we're uh, we're working with it. We're working with it. So Cliff, Cliff, uh, in the next in the next uh, year or so, is going to help me with my fiction, and we'll release it. It's about a group of guys who go in the mountains and somehow end up in a cave and. And uh, you don't know if they're dreaming or not, but they go and they get to have a conversation with David. It's pretty cool. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, for guys that are just finding out about you and what you're doing and stuff, what, what are some great ways to get in touch with you, your ministries, things like that? Yeah, they could actually go to cavetime.org. Okay. Cavetime.org is our website. That is a great way to have them kind of find out, you know, just uh, in a shotgun effect what, what we do. And then... We have a pretty good presence, and it's not because of me. It's because of my young sons, who are really good on the, on the, in social media. So they can go. We have a Cave Time Facebook page. Uh, we also have a Cave Time, you know, Instagram. I have a personal Instagram that's very Cave Time, uh, you know, related. And so they can. It'll. We, we tell we tell them if you get close to close enough to that vortex, you're going to get sucked in. <laughs> and I want to say this, one, and I've told your son this, one of the things I really like about Cave Time is the quality that you guys are producing. Um, just the, the, when, I go, when I went to the website, when I look at your resources, things like that, I mean, it's, it's not no cheesy Christian thing. It is legit stuff, and so I, I appreciate you guys doing that. Well, I appreciate that, and I, and I, I also, man, if we have a documentary. It's called The Trip, Mountains and Manhood. Uh, it is a documentary that... Well, really, we were encouraged by John Eldridge just watching their documentary, uh, and God spoke to us, and we really felt directed us to, 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 
put a documentary out there. And so we've, we've entered it into all these secular film festivals and we're winning all kinds of awards. And it's really our story. It's a backpacking adventure that turns into uh, the story of my oldest son, who is, a, uh, I don't like saying recovering, he's a delivered heroin addict. And uh, um, that documentary, we're in, we're in negotiations right now with the Outdoor Channel wow. uh, to have that on the Outdoor Network. Uh, and, you know, through the vehicle of backpacking, fishing, and sleeping with animals that could eat you, uh, <laughs> our story comes out. It, it sucks guys in. It's pretty cool. And that's what a great opportunity, man. Jeff, I, I know you've taken some time. I know you're coming home for your vacation and, and thanks to your wife. And I want to thank you for, uh, just making some time to be on this podcast. And man, I just really appreciate what you're doing. And I hope guys, number one, go to Amazon and get that, get that book. But two, just keep praying for you, your family and the ministries you're a part of. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and if they can just remember on on the tenth Tuesday when this thing, when our show goes live here, they can help us drive that thing to number one. It just helps us in all kinds of markets, and we want to kindle fire. So I really appreciate what you're doing. It means a lot to us. Men, once again, I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast with Jeff Voth. It was an honor to have him on. He's a godly man whose heart, as he said, is to kindle the fires within other men. Uh, if you want to look for that book, and I would highly recommend it, again, it is Defending the Feminine Heart, and you can find it today on Amazon. It'd be great for you to go there and, and make that purchase. If you want to get in touch with what's going on with Jeff and other ministries that he's a part of, it's cavetime.org. Again, that is uh, cavetime.org. Dot org. Uh, and so, once again, uh, I want to thank Jeff. I want to thank uh, you guys for listening. If you could go to iTunes and click subscribe, that would really help you stay in touch with what is happening with Pursuit of Manliness. Uh, if you could leave a review, that would be fantastic. And man, I am incredibly, incredibly thankful for the guys that have gone there and done that. If you want to get in touch with anything we're doing with Pursuit of Manliness, uh, check us out, thepursuitofmanliness.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And we have this closed Facebook group. It's facebook.com backslash groups backslash pursuit of manliness. We're about 1,400 whatever guys right now. It's not quite that, that, that many, but about that number right now. And, again, it's a great opportunity for men to connect within a closed group of other guys kind of doing life together. Our heart is this. We just want to be men who help other men do better. I want to be better because of you, and I hope you're better because of me. If you have any questions, anything you want to see us uh, talked about or anything that might be going on in your life, man, email me pursue manliness at gmail.com and I'll do my best to get back with you again guys thanks for listening and I hope that you keep pursuing manliness one thing you will see is that you're loved by this king and you ain't born to be no average joke